listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello. We're back with another edition of Special Reports on the Legal Talk Network. This is Joe Patrice from Above the Law and the podcast Thinking Like a Lawyer. And with me, as all as as usual, I guess I should say, is my compatriot, Ellie Mistal. There's an excellent chance that this conference will never end and I will die here. <laughs> I, I feel as though it's going to end. I don't know that that's true. Yeah, no, um, anyway, we're hosting today's show from the Westin, New York, in Times Square, where we're at... The show that Ellie was just talking about, Above the Law's Academy for Private Practice. So joining me right now are some people from inside the Above the Law universe, but not people you necessarily see on a day-to-day basis on the, the website. I have Brian Dalton, who you do see occasionally with a byline. And we have Jalee Miller, who's our... What is your official title these days? Depends who's boss lady. To. Yeah, no, it seems like yeah. it's a roving minister with giant portfolio, but I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm officially the vice president of business development. There we go. A lot of times online I'll say something about my boss and people think that I'm talking about David Latt. I'm actually most likely (laughs) talking about Chalet. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. So, hey, we have just concluded this conference. It's our inaugural Academy for Private Practice. How do you feel it went? I feel, and I think I can speak for both of us, I feel like it went quite well. I mean, we, of course, with uh, a live event, there's always the anxiety about getting butts in seats, especially on a rainy Friday afternoon, but uh, people showed up. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the traffic around us speaks for itself. Uh, Shalay, Brian, let me ask the question this way. Why am I here? Like, what, why are we doing this? Or why did we do this, I guess? I think in many ways, I mean, there's, there's many answers to that question, but I think that the simplest one is that this is, you know, obviously above the law has a big law emphasis is sort of the bread and butter of the site and probably always will be uh, the sort of core interest group constituency that we're serving. But the truth is that's a, a really a minority type of lawyer in terms of numbers, not diversity. You know what I'm talking about. App is sort of our way of acknowledging that for most lawyers, the practice of law means the practice of law in a small firm, a boutique firm, or a solo practice. Um, that's what the reality for the vast majority of lawyers in the United States, that's what the I reality is. It's almost like you're calling me racist for only focusing on big law. Is that, <laughs> that what's happening, Joe? Well, we're that actually, we're still reason. sort of focusing on big law. I think that there was like a gap in terms of events out there for, specifically for like big law attorneys who go to boutiques, like who yeah. go to small firms. Like they're used to having everything and now they got to do it themselves. And there's actually a lot of tools out there that can do it for them. And they can still have the intelligence, the tools, the, the research that they had before, but in their own shop. From my perspective, it, it definitely seems like it fits maybe not obviously, but it fits what Above the Law does to the extent that we talk a lot about people who are unhappy with the big law experience who need to go somewhere else. It's not like they can just stop and have debt hanging over them. We also talk a lot about people coming out of law school where there just aren't jobs, and sometimes that might necessitate hanging up your own shingle. So in many ways, this is reaching the core audience by having something that teaches folks how to do that for themselves. Yeah, yeah it just feels a little bit more positive than our usual offerings. Like, I'm, well, I usually told those people just to go cry. <laughs> right. Well, they could also become bloggers here. We're going to have a new opening soon, right? We're going to get rid of you? Or <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh, hi, Mom. How you doing? <laughs> she was joking, I promise. I can't, I can't promise that. Um, so, am I, I going to be here next year? I was joking. We love you, Ellie. <laughs> You won't by, be here next year because we're taking the show on the road, the show right? On the road, right. So what's the thought process behind moving it out of New York? 
Well, you know, New York is a big law mecca. And so we feel like that going to a different market where there's more of a preponderance of small firm practitioners is just going to um, be serving, a, you know, we don't need to be so New York-centric in our approach. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just we're not doing a service to the small firms if we're going to do it just here. So. Yeah, my vote was for us to move it to Vegas, and we ended up in Philly. Right. Well, your vote was to Trenton, and yeah, you didn't want to spend time yeah. in Trenton, so we no, moved it to Philly. Trenton was only after I realized that I wasn't going to get to Vegas. I love the very, very small step down between <laughs> Vegas and Trenton. <laughs> the wild nights that you can have in Trenton. Oh, Ugh. you don't know Trenton like I do. I guess. No, I. I Philadelphia sounds great. Lovely, lovely trip down there. Cheese steaks! It's also a, a center for innovation. We actually do a healthcare event out there that focuses on innovation, so it just made sense for us to, um, to tap into like those incubators and those accelerators out there, too. I thought it was just a center for cheesecake innovation. Um, cheese no, steak, no, 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 they discovered electricity there. No, they didn't discover... An old white dude getting hit with lightning is not, I discovered electricity. It's, I'm old and drunk and got hit by lightning. But people are going to credit me with the discovery because I'm white. That's what, that's what that is. It's been, a long, it's been a long day. Ben, Benjamin Franklin invented electricity. <laughs> well, another advantage to Philly is that, you know, we feel like that's also going to give us access to, to Trenton, to Harrisburg, <laughs> to Baltimore. It's, it's, it's geographically desirable in a number of ways. And some law schools. So and some that's law schools, useful sure. too. Do you guys want to do a thanks to our sponsors while you're here? Thanks to our sponsors. Is that yeah, sufficient? no, I mean, <laughs> there's definitely, like, there are a ton of sponsors. People can't see it because this is an audio mi- medium, but just bear with or me. You just Close your eyes now? and imagine. There are a ton of exhibitors here in this hall, lining the hall on both sides. And I've seen so much engagement of people coming out of panels and walking up and chatting with the different panels because everyone here seems very well, t- you know, sometimes you go to shows and there are, Vendors who you have no idea why and you know why they're there. Everyone here seems to be kind of narrowly tailored to a service that a small firm could use. I, also, I don't think it's going to surprise our listeners to know that for the most part they don't let me speak to the sponsors. <laughs> I don't um, know why that is. I think it makes sense, especially for tech companies. Like you see, like Menzama, um, they're generally a vendor for very large firms, um, but they're they create a new product for boutiques, and I think it is smart just from a sales perspective because boutiques are the ones that are going to be more eager to buy something because they have immediate needs that need to be solved, and so that's I think it's smart from a vendor standpoint to to have a product for small firms because they're going to buy it more quickly than a large firm. And there's less bureaucracy. I mean, I exactly. worked when I was at Cleary, getting. A technology, and I was on the tech committee actually while I was at Cleary. Getting something done was almost impossible. There were 10 of us on the Associates Tech Committee, which then went, reported up to a full f- committee that was about 30 of us that would then go to, like, there were so many layers to get any kind of a purchasing decision or change in model. Like, small firm, so, you know, solo, you're dealing directly with somebody who can make a decision. Some guy. I mean, I wasn't going to limit it in that sort of sexist way that you were going to, but that's fine. That's cool. All right. (laughs) I would really like to go home. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's fair. I mean... And by home, I mean to the bar. Right, I was going to say, why would you go home? There's absolutely alcohol. (laughs) The bar is about five feet away from here. You're okay. It's your credit card. This is what I need to, (laughs) to make that happen. All right. So just what's happened here over the course of the day is not the end of the app process, and nor is it... 
No, nor is it just going to be we show up next year. There, there's some continuing aspects of the app. Of course. The content that's sort of generated by this event isn't limited to those you know, Lucky attending few, live. Yeah. This app kind of permeates the entire digital media ecosystem. There's a podcast that we're talking on right now. There's going to be follow-up blog posts. Uh, obviously, we, as ever, leverage all of our sort of social channels. Um, yeah, I think that, I mean, a lot of... There was an ebook that we did in... Right. Right. A lot, of, uh, a lot of events have those things, but yeah. they don't have Above the Law. Above the Law is the largest platform, period. So we if don't really we, tire of pointing that out. Yeah, if we're going to... If we're going to cover an event, we can do it in such a way that, you know, it reaches far beyond, like, the 180 people that registered for this event to the, you know, 400,000 people who, who paid attention to the Twitter chat to the 600 people who downloaded the ebook. I mean, there's just so many ways that we're trying to yeah. distribute this. Um, people who want to see it and who can't come out for a day who have to actually work. Right. So. Yeah, and that, that's always the challenge. We, we flood the zone. That's always the challenge with small and solos is yeah. it coming out is literally not so, billing. Right. So exactly. it's great to have this kind of a turnout. And just a compliment, like I went into a lot of these panels because I had to interview them later. And the level, of, like the quality of speakers, you have people, tons of people who run their own firms, who are successful running their own firms, had just imparting their wisdom on mm -hmm. specific things that the next generation of small and solo practitioner are going to need. Like who helped like advise and come up with well, who's going to do that? Not uh, coincidentally, many of these folks that you're referring to are ATL contributors mm -hmm. in the small law space. And we drew upon that uh, that group to create our advisory board, which Shalea will talk about a little bit. Yeah, so we, our advisory board included Susan Cardiolai-Bell from Solo Practice University, um, Jeff Benyon, who's an e-discovery consultant in Solo. Um, he's actually speaking a lot. He's been doing a lot of our tech coverage. Um, Gina Cho, um, another one of our great writers. Nikki Black from My Case, Nicole and, Braddock from Curo Lego. Right. Legal. And they're really the, I think, the the visionaries of, of what this event can be. So we definitely like follow along. They're already sort of tested because they write on our site. We know they have great reach. Mm -hmm. People really respect what they do. And so it was sort of easy for us to choose them and follow their lead. Great. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Thanks for putting on this uh, little conference here for us. This is a lot well, of thank, fun. Well, thank you, Joe. Yeah, no, absolutely. This has been another uh, edition of Special Reports. I'm Joe Patrice. On behalf of Ellie, thank you for listening. Peace out. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.